Welcome to the Wild Southern Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Red. Joining me today for the second time is my darling daughter, Rocio. Hello, Miha. Hello, Father. Thank how, you for having me here. Once how again. are you doing? How are your studies? Uh, they're okay. You they're know. okay. <laughs> um, hold on. Let me shush this music because when my daughter is speaking, I don't want I don't want distractions. Um, uh, hello, listener friend. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Um, I'm speaking to my daughter today. How are you, Miha? I'm doing good. You're I'm good. Just tired. Quarantining. Miha means daughter in Spanish. Yep. And my daughter. Yes. Yeah. And my daughter is making me so proud every day because she goes to film school. She <laughs> is the Sophia to my Francis Coppola, in case you don't know who they, who they are. And she makes me proud every day. She goes to film school. She represents Wild 7, but also she represents her, her very proud father. Now, Miha, you were, you were telling me a story of the Warner Brothers, a very hilarious story. Can you please tell me the story of the Warner Brothers? Because you learned this and this is your latest thing you're learning in your studies. Well, yeah, of course, one of our classes are history. And right now we're, we're looking into the post-war Hollywood. And it's just so vile. They were comparing like the different studio, like Mongols, they call them. And, you know, the fall, the downfall of them. And there was one in particular that I was reading and I was like, oh my goodness, how can a person this vile exist? I think it's one of the worst people that have existed in filmmaking history. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I've, I'm here now, so I've dislodged him. <laughs> so yes. go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, well, basically he, the, the story, I don't know, like how many people, this, how um, much share this to the general audience. But and I was this is the Warner dad, Brothers. Yes. I was okay. telling, I was telling my dad, um. Nas read. Yes. Um, I was telling him about this and he had not heard of it before. I just thought it was general knowledge. And since I um, I didn't grow up really with American cinema, I was not sure um, how shared it was, but okay. When one hears Warner Brothers, one feels, of course, like a brotherhood, um, you know, like in this together, how, what a nice family studio. Yeah. But no, it was complete opposite. Um, there were four brothers and the second brother, he took over the company in the most terrible way. And and he and his older brother were always, like, about to chop their heads off. And they literally tried to kill the, each other. Mm. Um, it, like, um, when when they released The Jazz Singer, which is, of course, one of the first movies mm -hmm. to implement sound into it. Starring Al Jolson, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yes. His okay. younger brother, which was very young at the time. He was, like, in his early 20s or teens. He died of a... Of a brain hemorrhage because of the pressure of just of making the film and having it delivered. So yeah. he was the first to go. Basically, this is like, this is a man who killed his three brothers mm -hmm. in different stages of their existence. Uh -huh. um, hey, yeah, he, he was a ruthless, ruthless man. Yeah. Um, he, everything he did was basically like at gunpoint, always <laughs> making people work for him more by obligation than anything. Yes. He always told them that if they were on contract, that he would suspend them, which meant that nobody could hire them for work in seven years. Wow. Any director, anybody who turned down a script because they probably didn't like it, he would just suspend them. And then he was also good at firing anyone he wanted and then firing, um, hiring them back again. Like, for example, when the 3D occurred, like in the 50s, mm -hmm. he thought that it was just going to outweigh the cartoons, you know, um, Bugs Bunny and all these fun characters we hear. So he thought that they were just going to become obsolete. And one day he told the entire studio of, of the caricature studio that they were all fired. Oh, geez. <laughs> and because he was like, yeah, like 
3D will be will be the next big thing. They're gonna replace you. <laughs> yeah. And then when it didn't work out, like three years later, he just like rehired everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was and yeah, of course, like with emotional scars, like and he made he's notorious for having a lot of his workers um, kill them themselves. Right. Sadly, um, he also harassed many women. That's not cool. That is not cool. Everything do you that. you mentioned, I was on board for, but the harassing women, it not cool, Mister Warner, right? Yeah, like basically everything he did was just yeah. top the most. The punchline to his relationship with his long-suffering siblings was what? One of them, he, he, you, you mentioned that he said he was going to sell and then he didn't. What happened there? Yeah, so when they were like approaching their like mid-70s, he basically convinced his brothers that they were going to sell off and just retire and mm. have a good life. Um, his older brother really didn't want to. But he convinced them so much to a point that they did um, find an investor. And um, actually, the investor found them. And they sold off the company. But what they didn't know is that, of course, under, you know, <laughs> under everything, Jack um, had already, like, agreed to have his shares uh-huh. um, assigned to him. Because his brother, his older brother, was the president. And he was the production manager, basically. So he wanted his brother out of it and, you know, took his place. And the saddest part of this is that in an interview, he he just lied and said that it was something that the brothers had agreed to and that he was just so happy, you know, to mm. be taking the presidential chair. Uh-huh. Um, and this news was so heavy for his older brother that he had a heart attack and later died because of it. And oh. then the remaining brother, he was just with so much stress that they say that he went cuckoo. That's Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh no, yeah, and, and his son, Jack Warner's son, which he had had a wife before, and he obviously openly cheated on her. He remarried another woman. Yeah, cool. Um, oh, sorry, I mean, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that is really horrible. Yeah. Like, and his son, he was not very fond of him, but he worked for the company as well at some point. The thing is that four days after his brother, the, um, the one who passed away due to the heart attack, had the heart attack, um, Jack Warner got into a car crash. Mm-hmm. And it, the car crash was so severe, one would say karma, mm-hmm. but it was so severe that they didn't think he was going to survive. And his son, when interviewed about the situation, he said, yeah, I don't think my father will survive. He did. His father did survive. And he heard the interview, uh, read it, and fired his son. And not only fired him, but disowned him completely. <laughs> because he, he he was like, you know, you betrayal. And he hated him um, and just snapped him out. And then towards in his deathbed, like towards his, you know, he started feeling ill because, of course, he started getting a lot of chronic illnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, he decided to make an autobiography, um, oh. ghostwritten by, by someone. And in this autobiography, he completely opted out his wife, some of his brothers, his son, Basically important people. Oh. He just decided to rewrite them and exclude them from his life. And he later died after playing tennis. Um, he got like a strain and died because of that. So yay. So he died Hooray. of like a sprained ankle after <laughs> all those horrible things? No, I think it was just like, um, I don't remember exactly, but he was playing. Oh, he got a stroke. Oh. Uh-huh, yeah. So he was playing tennis. He got a stroke. And then that um, resulted in him like being like in a cane for a part of like the next years and no. then he passed away yep <laughs> that there is a, that is an unfortunate story miha i want you to know your father is not like that man that man was an evil man 
And uh, your father is an honorable man. I want you to know that. Yes. I want to ask you a question, and you could be honest with me, okay, Miha? Mm-hmm. Our president got coronavirus. Did you ask your aunt to put a hex on him and give him COVID? And he got COVID with the nightshade. Did the nightshade put a curse on Donald Trump and put a curse on him? It, it was like, that would have been a spoiler, but yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm happy you asked me now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, it's something that had been planned. Miha, I, how many times have I told you, don't put curses on presidents? It's not the, it's not the right thing. You, you know what I mean? call this a precedent. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I understand it's that. It's a poser. Yes, I, I understand. Um, listen, Rocio, my daughter. Yes, father. How is school? It's good. Um, I mean, within the lines of everything's quarantined. So being in film school and having everything on Zoom. Yeah. That doesn't sound appealing. And it definitely isn't. It's difficult. I know that all the faculty is doing the best they can. But it just isn't the, you know, the experience. Obviously, we were paying, getting in student debt for forever. Yeah, yeah. I will not say yeah. the school name. But yeah. yes, it's yeah. very expensive. Um, so we're not sure if this is going to be next semester as well, but most likely it will. Right. And that is my graduation. Right. So, and I, I'm very proud of you that you're going to film school, that you're doing this. I want you to know that this is the right road. And you know this, you've always known this in your gut, my dear daughter, you know, you've, you've known this forever. This is the right road. Um, however, I want you to know that if the film school God forbid, burns down tomorrow, you, you go to the real film school called the Wild 7 Film School. Indeed. You, you know what I mean? So you're getting the real world thing. So it's like when your teachers talk and they say their thing and, you know, I understand you might be rolling your eyes and like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about and Nas is so much more smart and stuff <laughs> like that. But you gotta, you gotta tolerate it. Hey, do you remember that one time I went to your parent-teacher conference? Yes. Do you I remember do. that? Yes. And then do you remember? You're uh, eating crickets. I was eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I had a chocolate-covered crickets, and you know, like. But do you remember your teacher? This little dweeby guy was like, oh, he was like all nervous, and then he was like, your your daughter calls me a gringo, and then I was like, well, you, and then I got up. Remember, I slapped him. I was like, well, you are a fucking gringo. Mm-hmm. It's my daughter. I love and her. You more told him to get out. I, I you told to get, get out. out of this country. You told him to go back to Europe. Yeah, go back to Europe. Go back to Holland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miha, is there any students that are giving you a hard time? No, not really. No, they mm-hmm. they've all been pretty civil. Yeah. and the teachers are pretty cool. Yeah, uh, the teachers are really really great. Yeah. Okay. So there's nobody you want to talk smack about. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> not yet. Okay. But I will definitely hold that thought. Is there anybody you want to talk smack about? No, I I am I am a good a good daughter. Okay. <laughs> I will not talk smack about um, my mother, Crystal. Um, yes. <laughs> Crystal, your mother is a good person. But yeah, she. She. she <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she has abuse uh, abuse problems with with her uh, daughter. Um, but yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We don't choose our mothers. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But we don't talk about my ex. My. <laughs> 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 you know. Yes. You know your dad. Your daddy's uh, he's committed to cinema and his daughter, and that's it. Yes, you know what Mama I mean. Mom abandoned me, so yeah, I'm yeah. Happy. And and uh, do you remember when? I don't even know how this would work out, but remember when I kind of left you in Guadalajara for a second when you were a kid, and I was like, "Hey, figure things out for a second. Yes. And indeed. then when you when you're old enough to go to your film school, mm-hmm. come here, come to Papa, and yes. and you know, like, and um, you are the light of my life. You are my golden daughter. Not to say that I had to track you down. No, you didn't track mm-hmm. me down. In fact, 
I remember when we were working on Tears of a Bloody Rose, the first segment of Debbie and the Devil, the greatest horror comedy ever made. And ever made. Mi- yes, Miha, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to demonstrate to you how to promote. You know, when yes. I, I've made this film, Debbie and the Devil, I'm very proud of it. I'm promoting. I remember on the first segment, we were shooting, and I saw this this adorable little girl, and I, 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 I told April, I said, hey, what's, that, what's that girl's name? And she said, that's Rocio. She's a really uh, great gal. And I said, Rocio, Rocio, that, why does that name sound so familiar? And then I realized, holy fuck, that's my daughter. And then I just, I remember I extended my hands. And I was like, come here, you. And then you're like, Papa? And I was like, yeah, it's me. And then you're like, well, you were cool about it because you were like, look, I could totally hold a grudge against you for not raising you, really. I was raised by a pack of coyotes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I well, listen. I thought that was a character building thing that you could go through by being raised by coyotes. And it did well for you because you're going to a major school. Miha, I want to ask you something. Have you seen any good films lately? Mm, I've seen, again, back to to this, like a lot of post-war Hollywood stuff. Um, It's just very interesting. I'm just looking at a lot of um, Hollywood films because I grew up on Mexican cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I indulged that more because I I had always had the feeling of I'm going to consume um, national, well, while in Mexico, national cinema. Yeah, And, um, you know, and try not to like delve too much into the the gringo stuff. Yeah. But but no, like definitely, of course, it's, they're, they're, they're very interesting. Uh, seeing the particular films from this period really makes me understand, to some point, the psychology of, of a lot of these, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, a lot yeah. of these radical um, conservatives. Yeah, because um, America, like that. It doesn't mean that I that I approve. I mean, I understand that back then, um, this how ha- this was how you know they were almost like obligated to live, and yes. and the government put them truly like against people of other races. So how do you truly regurgitate that? mindset and right now we're seeing a clash of it but pretty soon i'm sure that one day it will be completely yes. purged um for the concept yes but, but no it's just very interesting like johnny guitar like i was telling you i was film, about to say bizarre yeah well when you said the list of names you were you were rattling off some names and i thought in my head garbage 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 then johnny <laughs> guitar ooh, that's a good one do you right, care to tell the listener friend about johnny guitar it's a great film yeah well um it was one of the first films to colored and it's just so intense yeah and in in the storyline itself not only because i'm sure that they were focusing more on just making it as spectacular as possible for the visual you know eye candy Um, but the storyline itself is very strange it's a very strange western it almost feels like a witch hunt sort of a thing yeah yeah um one could say that it's one of the first like great feminist films when in reality i just feel that not really, you know, but they do. It's one of the first films that definitely have two very strong female characters. They they clash against each other, almost like as if they were this matriarchal figure yeah. um, of this like certain region, and it's separated in two. So it's like who owns sort of the land, right? So yeah. a very like sort of primitive primitive um, mindset. But it's it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful yeah. to watch. It's a little bit hurtful to the eye because of how saturated it is. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very poetic. Yeah, yeah. I have to say. Um, <clears throat> Miha, you know the main guy, I think he, Hayden Sterling, I think his name was? He's a very cool man. You know him personally. Yes. I, well, well, what I wanted to say is the way he is with the lady in that film, Miha, that's oh. how your daddy is with, with his ladies. He's very cool. Yes, they, he, I, I go into certain places and a woman comes and 
says, "Hey, you, I remember you," and I say, "Yes, you do." And you, you know, which is which, yeah, which is pretty much Johnny Guitar. It's two yes. people, and then and then this weird old lady that wants to. You know what I'm talking about? That that old woman that they say represented McCarthy almost. Yeah. You know. But um so Johnny Guitar was good. But what about films that you've seen? Okay, I have a very specific question actually. Okay. When you were growing up, you were watching a lot of Mexican cinema, right? Yes, indeed. Did you ever see a film and I'm gonna mispronounce it because I'm an idiot. I'm not educated, so I'm 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 any films that involved La Llorona? La Llorona? Yeah. Llorona. Yes. Which yes. one did you see? Because um, I'm reading a book about Mexican fantasy and wrestling films. Oh, it's like a guide to it. And I'm going chronologically, even though it is one of those books that it's like out, like, you know, different films, like little paragraphs of each film. But I'm going chronologically. And they mentioned that that's a popular. It's a, it's a popular legend. And they have, they have remade that concept many times. And usually it's titled just boring Lila Llorona. Uh -huh. um, I know there was a film in 1935 uh -huh. that was one of the scariest films supposedly for the era and it was La Llorona. Um, sadly, a lot of those, that studio burned down for some reason. Mm -hmm. No no grudge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no curse here. But, and um, the, the film was dissolved. It was burned down like later, like in the 60s, 70s. My mom said that she had seen it when she was a child and she would just tell me about it and how horrific it was. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if anything still survived from it. I'm pretty sure there must be something in, in some archives somewhere. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But um, what is known is that, you know, a lot of those films from that studio got burned down, uh, including this one. So the original the original um, version of the of the film. Uh -huh. um, but... But yeah, they're, they've, and th what's interesting about this legend is that there's different approaches to it, and it depends on what different state or country within Latin America um, um, revives it. Yeah. Some of them have like the theory of that she was a woman that murdered her children because she was cheated on. Other cultures have, um, and yeah, there's different cultures within Mexican Latin America. Mm. So, um, other, uh, others say that she appears with the face or the head of a horse that is almost like mummified or zombie-ish. Uh -huh. um, and others say that she's just wailing and flying. So there's, I know people who literally say firsthand experience that they have seen or heard La Llorona. So it's like this terrifying um, wow. emblem or, or in, in the culture. And it does infect, obviously, into filmographies, and into the narratives, or into poems, mm. or anything artistic within Mexico. So yeah, she's definitely prevalent. Interesting. Is there any um, one of those films that you had seen, maybe, that, that you... Yes, I saw one, but I, I, it's been a while, because I remember there was one particular, I think it was from the 1950s. Uh -huh. And it this film was interesting because it showed the origin but even before like Yorona was born which was like in the colonial times and it's sort of interesting the approach of this and I remember seeing this like some time ago um of course I would have to rewatch it now but it was one of those films where they went into period time and then present but so mm -hmm. it was sort of interesting that the present was like in the 50s right right which was like strangely like non-modern one watching it but um but they went back and forth, almost like flashbacks. And it was sort of interesting seeing that because Mexican cinema rarely uses that um, structure 
It's a very American structure. Flashbacks. Interesting. Okay. But it but it was it's basically the same thing. You know, the woman woman is betrayed. Woman kills her children, drowns them, and then later a curse falls upon her, where she must seek her children's bodies for eternity, and she will not rest until until she finds them. So some of them just show this concept, and others go into the horrific part of the legend for the general public, which is she will come and find your children and take them away. That's cool. I mean, that's a cool legend. You know what I mean? Almost like a witch. Yeah, yeah, no, that's very interesting. So one day I want to see a one of those films. Uh, Please pick one that's good for for. There's many of them. There's many of them. There, she's just. Well, I know Blumhouse did like an American. Oh yeah, I didn't watch that one just because. Yeah, I can. The reason um, Blumhouse is great. They tried. I just don't. I feel like I would be offended in some way. No, I j- I'm not really offended, but it would just be uncomfortable. Like, I think it would be like, I would be like thinking, yeah, that's sort of like not how, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's just sort of strange seeing, seeing like a culture just like sold into another's and then resold to the culture yeah, yeah, that yeah. it came from. It's like Taco Bell kind it, of. It feels kind of strange to me. It's like the movie Coco. I, I love that film. It's really nice. But it, it literally is, it was made... By uh, an American studio, and then resold to Mexico. So now suddenly, I'm seeing a shift in Mexico. Ever since that movie came out, in decorations and in in just just how people go about the celebration now, yeah, yeah. which is they're grabbing the the concept, the caricature concept yeah. of this film, and they're implementing it into into that celebration. So it just feels like. It's strange, you know. Um, it's I don't know like how to go about this topic, but it just feels strange. no, no. I, I know exactly what you mean. Strange. I know as someone from the Middle it feels East, feels a bit like betrayal a little, right? But I not, understand. Not fully. I just don't understand why they don't want to consume what their own country sells. The re- yeah. Um, why don't they want to fund or help fund studios that want to make? feature films no. or uh, of like animations? And at the time Coco came out, Coco came out. At the same time, around the same time, when a uh, an animation in Mexico with the same thematic was going to come out, the reason why that was pushed back was because Coco was going to come out, and uh, it was too similar. Interesting. So they preferred pushing back a, a native, uh, n- uh, you know, a, um, uh, an animation yes. of the country to bring in like the American version of Mi- their culture. So, Miha, hearing you say this makes me angry. It feels. It yes, makes me it very angry. Feels, feels sad. I want Hollywood to listen to m- the the words of reason of my daughter. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I know that a lot of Mexican people and Latin American people worked on Coco, but still, it doesn't exclude the fact that they, it was an American company. Does it feel like appropriation to you? It sort of does. Yeah. In a certain sense, I mean, I again, I know that a lot of people who made this or the or the masterminds behind this were from Latin America. But again, I just would have rather... I mean, you cannot help, you know, what's yeah, happening. Yeah. People yeah. will want to tell their stories wherever they are. You know, just like I am here in the United States and I will want to tell my story from a perspective of growing up in Mexico. I don't know if some of the storytellers or the concept artists had this very, like, idea, of course. But I just it just really, truly hits me strange that they would prefer funding um, or giving space in theaters for the distribution of this film rather than implementing that money into helping a low-income, low-budget company that really needed to tell a story from the motherland. 
It's show business, Miha. Mm-hmm, Your father is in it. He doesn't like it. Every day I, I wrestle with vipers. Vipers and cobras, which are, I think are the same thing. But right um, Miha, I want to tell you a story, okay? Yes. It involves story someone time. that we know. Uh, a good friend of Wild 7. He's, he's a part of Wild 7. He's, he's worked on Debbie. I just want to tell you this story and I can share it with the listener because I feel like now I can share this story. It's not going to rock the universe or anything. It's just something that I had to put up with one day. So one day I get a text from Mario. You know Mario. Good guy. I think I know Mario. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mario. I think uh, he's my brother. He, he, yes, he's your brother. He's your brother. Now, your brother uh, was a, is a good guy. And he texted me and he said, Nas. And I said, hello, my brother. Hello, my friend. Uh, how are you? And, and he said, I'm good, man. I'm good, compa. You know, the word that yes, we use compa. here around here. And I, I, he said, listen, I know that you, um, you dig me as a friend and you dig chicken. Chicken sandwiches, he said at this time. And, uh, and you dig making some money. So maybe, hey, do me a favor. I'm sorry, is my weed smoke getting no, killing you? No, that was you? me trying to burp. Oh, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> you can burp out loud, Miha. You're, you're, you're my daughter. You can no. do whatever you want. You, you, LaCroix. Hollywood for you is a giant playground, Miha, because okay, I am your I'll father. Just roll over. Yes, exactly. You, you, anything you want to do. And if any of your teachers give you, get bold with you, you, you look at them dead in the eye and be like, my dad is Mr. Red, you son of a bitch. And then be like, my, my dad made Debbie and the devil. I'll watch them disintegrate. Yeah, yeah, watch them disintegrate. You might get expelled, but that's, you know, I'll, I'll find it. my fault. Yeah, they for disintegrate yeah, themselves. Yeah. yeah. But so Mario sends me this uh, thing, this message. And he, I, he says, uh, I know you dig me and you dig chicken and you dig some money. So how about helping me out? And I said, Mario, slow down. <laughs> I think you're talking my language here. <laughs> yes, I dig you. Yes, I dig chicken. And yes, I dig money. What's going on? He said, well, these f- I'm working on a commercial and they need people to, to um, my language may go a little salty in this, in this uh, thing because the, the thing I'm going to play is a bit of salty language, but they need a, uh, someone, people to eat this chicken. I'm not going to name the name of the place, but they need people to eat this chicken and, uh, and react to it. And it was a spicy chicken. On camera? On camera. Like, film yourself reacting to it like you're just a regular Joe. You know what I mean? And quite frankly, I'm not a regular Joe. I'm Mr. Red, goddammit. But I, I said, you know what, Mario, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for the chicken. I was mostly doing it for the chicken and the money, okay? So that day, the way it went down, and I love Mario. The day, the, when it, how it was going to go down was... The chicken delivery was going to come to the office. And uh, Chris was also doing this. Okay? He was going to shoot? No, no, no. He, he was going to shoot, but also he was going to eat the chicken. Okay. okay? It, this, and mind you, w- one of the people we work with had a huge meeting So in, in the middle of the day. So we wait for the chicken, okay? We get a, uh, we, uh, they call us. I go, go downstairs. I get a box of chicken. A man delivered it in a, in a, in a um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like those things that keep things warm, like a thermal box mm-hmm. or something. And he's like, hey man, here's the chicken. Like I'm a like, takeout. Yeah, yeah, like a takeout thing. I was disappointed that he didn't have the chicken and the money, but it turns out they were going to pay us via Venmo, you know? 
Oh, hey, Al. Hey, Big Al. Hey, you want to sit on this? I, I'm telling her a story. He's the chicken store. For sure. Come on in. Uh, Interdimensional Alex is just joining us. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter doesn't smoke, but but she's she's cool about that stuff. I don't yeah. smoke, but uh, it's in my for, genetic yeah, because for my the, mom and my dad smoke so much. Nice. For the listener that doesn't know, uh, interdimensional Alex is uh, stepping in. He, he's, into this dimension? Yeah, he's stepping into our dimension. Here you go. Here are the headphones, buddy. Oh, sorry. Your mic's not on. Hello? Can you do that yeah. again? Okay. Do it again. Y'all know who's here. Oh Y'all know what's up. Uh, I'm grabbing a cold drink welcome. and a quick decision. I'll be right back. Nice. Okay. So, um, Alex, I was just telling her about... Well, I'll wait for you to get on mic before I continue. So, I might have to backtrack the story a little just for Alex. Do you Alex. want elevator music? I do have it. You know what? Hold up. As Alex settles in... Is that interdimensional? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I love my Miha because she always has great ideas. But what's a good... Well, you know what? The girls have stuff queued up because right. of Sinbad. They had SZA. This is SZA. Nice. The girls were at yeah. Club, Club W7. Ashley, Ashley and Vic were listening to SZA. Okay. So, Al. Big Al. How you doing? What's up? Yeah, hello, hello Rocio. Why, hello. Uh, hello. How are you doing today in the office? Oh, man. Things are a-okay. Uh... We, we did some uh, promo work earlier. We, we helped the big ship that is Debbie and the Devil yes. go along its smooth voyage. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm always excited to be here in the Wild 7 Studios. Hey, what about man. you guys? How, what's going on here? We are good. I'm just talking to my daughter. Oh, I was just fantastic. Giving, I wanted to hear You should be quite proud, sir. I am very proud of my daughter. She was telling me about the Warner Brothers and how horrible one of them was. Ooh. And she was telling me one about... One of the brothers. Yes. He yeah, yeah. One, of, brothers. one of the... Say again. Basically, he killed his other three yeah. brothers. Listen back to the show. Slowly, psychologically, yeah. yes. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, well, amazing. I, and I thought they that, should make that movie. Yeah, and I thought the Warner Brothers were <laughs> delightful animaniacs. One would think. I yeah. know, right? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I'm telling her this story. So basically, you know Mario, our guy. Yeah. You know, Mario messaged me and said, hey, do you like chicken and money and me and you want to do me a favor? And I said, yeah. Did I tell you this story? Do you no, have no. any context for this story? I have no context. Okay, so, so I, I said yes. And so basically I had a thing that I was going to film myself eating chicken and giving my reaction for this chicken company. I'm not going to name the company. Um, so right now in the story, I just received a box of the chicken. A guy downstairs delivered it. Amazing. I went downstairs. <coughs> In, yes, in a thermal delivery box. Thank you, Miha. And I went downstairs. Chris was doing the same thing, okay? Uh -huh. So I do the first time. First, I talk to the director. And mind you, I'm just going to preface all of this. The people involved were very, very nice. Everybody's nice. Nobody is ever really mean to Mr. Red. Everybody's nice to Mr. Red. I'm not talking smack on those people. It was just a day, okay? So... <laughs> The guy hmm. is like this dude from, they're in Argentina, they're in Argentina, but they all seem like some of them are European and some are, it seemed like they were remotely making this commercial. It's a, mm -hmm. And it's a big international commercial, mind you. Um, and basically the guy says, okay, so I want you to um, eat the chicken and, um, and give your reaction. And then he asked me, he's like, hey, where are you? And I said, I'm actually in my studio. I'm a filmmaker. And then he was like, oh, that's so cool. I wish I had a studio. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, so I, I'm not like some guy that needs or wants this. I, I just want the chicken and the money. You know what I mean? I, I'm not in it for like, oh my God, I need to be in this commercial. No, I just wanted chicken and money. You know what I mean? Which yeah, is yeah. the motivation of my whole life. Absolutely. And so... Hallmarks of great yeah, living. Yeah, exactly. Chicken and money. So 
the, the guy basically says, so just eat the chicken and give your reaction and just give your honest reaction and, and, and just be real. We were looking for real people. So then I, I do it. I have April for the first time, you know, producer April, uh, she films me. I film, I eat the chicken. I start singing a song, chicken, some, some stupid song about chicken. And then I'm like, okay, boom, that's it. They give you like five pieces of chicken, right? And they're small like wings, right? And they're, and they're, they're supposed to be incredibly spicy. Were they different flavors? Or no, no, no. They were all this spicy flavor. And then the other thing is they want you to react honestly and, and like be like, oh, and just, but then they're like, play up how hot it is. And it's like, well, what do you want? You want me to react honestly or play up how hot it is? I bite into the chicken. It's not even that hot. So then I'm standing there like a Hot as in spicy? Spicy, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm feeling it. It's really spicy. And then, oh, this is this is amazing. I'm acting like a jackass. And then I start <laughs> singing and then I send it off to them thinking, okay, that's it. And mind you, most of the chicken is now done because we've done it a couple of times and stuff like that. I send it to the guy. My big mistake was singing because once I gave them a taste of my talents, they wanted more. You give people an inch, they take a foot or sometimes they take your whole life in this business, Miha. I'm trying to teach you that. The you whole leg, I mean? the whole that, chicken leg. The, the whole chicken leg. Your so, soul. My soul, that's what they wanted. If, if, if I offered it, they would have taken it and that's what I resent. But uh, <laughs> So, so I, I send it to them and then the guy sends me another message and he's a nice guy and he's like that was so great the singing i have another idea how about this you film yourself eating the chicken and then you become a character like this this superhero chick i'm like what the fuck is this guy oh, talking about no. and then so then so then a i'm like okay oh, yeah yeah, yeah. No. so so then so then i'm like okay i'll do that okay For the same pay or i mean it's the same yeah For same two day. bucks extra yeah show us your hero chicken yeah exactly alex hero chicken not this chicken but so okay so basically so basically <laughs> let me just see if this is all queued up all properly we film me god damn it now i have to find it again sorry i, I had the clip queued up hold on give me one second folks just one second we film this and chris is the one that films me i think this is the right one chris is the one that films me and he sends it off. He did not tell me that he sent, he basically <laughs> sent off this whole thing and oh I will boy. play it for you here. I think this is the right one. I'm going to try the ghost pepper. Oh, see how? I'm eating the chicken. Yo. Chicken guy, apple pie. Uh, no, let's do it one more time. All right. <laughs> okay. You hear me say, I hate I this hate fucking shit. I hate this fucking shit. shit. I will be trying the ghost pepper now, mm, and let's nice. give it a shot. Brian, are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eat the chicken. <laughs> oh, sorry. Chicken guy, make your mouth fry. Chicken guy. Chicken and then mind guy. you, nice. the chicken is cold mm. at this point. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, one more time. The but you know what? You sell it like it's hot, baby. Like it's too hot to try. You, 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 miss, you miss something. Oh. Hold on. You hear me say, and mind you, they, they, Chris sent this. Okay, just listen to what I say. Okay. All right, one more time. Given the Crimson Ghost thing. Okay. Fuckers, I hate this so much. All right. 
We are now trying the ghost pepper chicken wings. Okay, mm -hmm. let's give it a shot here. All right. Oh wait, fuck! It's a, you can see the chew <laughs> off. Okay. I'm done here. I'm done. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Passion of the Nas. <laughs> it is. Yeah, this, is, this is your slow mm. torture to death. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Chicken guy, make him my friend. Chicken guy, I am Crimson Ghost, the Ghost Pepper Champion Man. I will eat any of the crimson. I start shoveling mm. it in my mouth because I don't know what the fuck to do. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's mm -hmm. good. Very it makes me want to have some. Good mm. stuff. It's hot. <laughs> yes. Temperature's rising. But I am Crimson Ghost. Hmm? All right. Fuck. I mean, what more do they want? I'm out of chicken. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> so wait, all right. Wait a second. So he sent that. He as sent is? that whole Why? thing. As is. Chris sent that whole thing <laughs> to them. My, I, 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 I so half. I, I did. I admit. Like, I wasn't like, oh my god, you sent that. I thought it was funny because I don't. I don't care. Did you just not hear anything? Huh? Did you just not hear anything back ever? No, well, I wrote them back and I said, hey, guys, <laughs> sorry uh, about my language. I, it, it's just, uh, I'm sorry. I think I just apologize. And then they wrote yeah. back, lol. They were, re I have to admit, I'm, I'm just saying this not even, not to burn a bridge or something. They were very nice about it. It's just when you're trying to get your work day on and you're trying to run Wild 7 Studios, you don't want to slow down for some dopey chicken commercial. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. I, I mean, listen, chicken guy, mind. make your mouth chicken. fry. I, I could have <laughs> yeah, gone for that. Yeah, yeah, right. It wasn't well, so sadistic hey. too, but interesting. I'm it it was. It was. Yeah, no. Hey, Alex, I need you to really uh, tell the world something that you're cooking. You're cooking something. You're cooking something great. Can you tell the world? Can you give a little pre thing? Oh, 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 I was like, my culinary skills aren't legendary. <laughs> no, they're Got not. You still, yeah. I, was still, <laughs> I was still in the chicken. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> speaking of chicken, my own barbecue yeah. joint just opened up down yeah, in yeah. Van Nuys. Okay, no, no, yeah. yes. Uh, you talking about the, yeah. the spaceship I've been uh, yes. cruising recently? Yes. Well, that's very kind of you to, to offer. Everyone stay tuned because in the words of Alex Rogers, a new podcast, a satellite spaceship revolving and orbiting the mothership of Wild 7 podcast is coming soon to a listening airwave near your ears. We are very happy about that. Yay. Yes, yes. Miha, is there anything you want to tell the listener? Do order them to do something, and if they don't do it, Mr. Red will come and find them. Well, I want them to record themselves with a Chicken Guy theme song. Yes. Anybody? Ooh. Okay. You know what? Listener friend, if you record yourself with the, singing the Chicken Guy theme song, uh, we will play it. We will play it. And I will play it for my daughter and you will hear her joy. And that will make your day. And if Rocio is happy, I'm happy. Are you happy, Rocio? I am happy. Then I'm happy. Are I'm you happy, expecting. Alex? I've been checking for the chicken, but my fingers are a-clicking to the beat of my lady who left me. Cause I know I need that chicken, and I know my hands are clicking, and I wonder if she'll come back to me, maybe. And then this is where you go, these fuckers, I don't know what they want from me. And then, yeah. God, God fucking damn it, look, yeah. okay, I'm done, I'm done, what do you want from me? Yeah, by the way, um, hey, Mr. Trump, did you remember your mask? Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, 
I don't remember. Oh, you don't remember your mask. Oh, now you have COVID. Oh, oops. Oops. Yeah, yeah. oops. And, and you can't yeah. come into the uh, grocery store until you put your mask on, Mr. Yeah. President. Whoops. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you can follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Nasred. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Nasred. Email me at Nasred at Wild7Studios.com or email April at April at Wild7Studios.com. Visit us at Wild7Studios.com for all of your Wild7 needs and also Nasred.com for all of your Nasred needs. And just follow everything that we're doing. Stay tuned for Debbie and the Devil, the greatest horror film comedy ever made. And uh, just be on the lookout for my daughter. If anybody ever disrespects my daughter in any way, if they look at her in a way that she does not like, I will find you i will break your things and then i will break your fingers and i will leave you to think about what you did and you will disintegrate and you will disintegrate that's right she may be you may think oh mr red's daughter is a brat she she just gets whatever she wants damn fucking straight she's my daughter she she deserves the whole goddamn world she's my kid you fuck chicken fuck <laughs> you chicken fuckers yeah well this is fun hey you know yeah um rosa do you have plans for the weekend I'm gonna help my mom shoot. Oh, really? Oh, okay, cool. Alex, are you doing anything on the weekend? A, a little mixture of work and play. Oh, and yeah? nothing serious in between. Nice, nice. Very nice. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna chill out. Well, actually, no, I don't have a fucking day off any time until Debbie is done. So I'm not. I'm gonna find some chill time within the day. Like, tomorrow I have to go and do stuff. And, you know, it's... Being Mr. Red is a 24-7 job, but when you have a darling daughter like Rocio and a great friend like Interdimensional Alex and also a really other great friend, Dr. Mo, I just want to give a shout out. Life is pretty great. Shoot a movie, not a person. <laughs>